Hello, and welcome to the next episode of Unlocking Unstoppable Love Podcast. And I am your host, Sacred Bucker, founder of Unlocking Unstoppable Love and founding CEO, therapeutic executive coach, and equity consultant of Kumba Health International Coaching Institute. I am so glad you are here, as is in our tradition. Come on in, land on into your mind, body, and spirit, and let's get started. So today I'm going to be speaking specifically about what I've been hearing from a lot of you from Jersey City, New York, around the country, and around the world. Speaking to the question of this, all right, I'm going to pause on it because some of you may know the song reference, all right, and I'm dating myself. The topic for today is 99 thoughts and the negative one ain't one. Now, for those who know the song that I'm referencing to, you'll understand the topic for today. And if you do not, it originally came from 99 problems and a B, right? A negative word for how I see a negative word for women. But we're going to do a flip. We're going to do a reframe today. 99 thoughts and the one naysayer in one is what we're going to be focusing on today. So I want us to land in on first, you know, what we're going to be talking about and what that means, all right? What does it mean to have 99 thoughts and the one naysayer in one? You know, this topic is really important near and dear to my heart because, you know, many of you have reached out and, and talked with me about this question, right? And I want to anchor us first in a quote. If you know you are on the right track, if you have this inner knowledge that nobody can turn you off, no matter what they say, Barbara McLintock. What is this referencing? What is she referencing? I want to first start us out with, you know, what exactly is the 1%, right? What exactly is the 1% and how does this work in our mind, body, and spirit? What are the things that can help to lock us down and prevent us from becoming unstoppable. Many times people come to me and ask the question, why is it that this one thing, this one thing this person said, this one experience that I had keeps bothering me? I'm a heart-centered executive. I'm a highly creative entrepreneur. I am the person taking care of those who may feel broken even when I'm feeling broken inside. Why is it that that one thought, that one experience, that one naysayer, that one critic is sticking to me when I've had others that have said positive things? And this topic is so important because we are talking today about emotional freedom. If I'm focusing in on that 1% in my mind, body, and spirit, the 1% naysayers, the 99 thoughts that might actually be speaking positivity, uplift, progression, good job, you got this, you go sis, you go goddess, you go king, you go whomever you are, they may get discounted because of that one. But let me think about this for a moment. Sometimes that one can get in the way of our growth. And if we were to work together, we can do some ancestral unpacking about what are some of the family patterns that are going on? What are some of the triggers that might have us pull towards the one? right? My pull towards the one versus the 99. But for right now, we're just going to take a bird's eye view as we take a look at this together. So let's marinate on this for a moment. Why do we get pulled to the one? 
I want us to be with that. Be with that question as we take a deep breath in and take a deep breath out. And in the love, right, we talk about launching your vision, optimizing your opportunity, being able to vision your mission and emerge and unpatched potential. But that we're getting stuck in the O. How do we get locked into not optimizing an opportunity? An opportunity might present itself where we're doing a presentation, right? Let me actually, you know, this actually reminds me of a story. Let's, 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 let's land this, let's anchor this in a story. And as, as always, I hold things in confidence and love and respect for you, but I want to anchor us in a story. So let me think back. I know someone who I am fortunate to hold space for and um, is no longer a member of ours, has since graduated from Kumba Health, but during our years of working together, she was preparing for a very large presentation. She worked very diligently to put together this powerful presentation based on her launching a product that she had been working on for many, many years. She had it backed because of the support that you know, we had in working through a lot of her ancestral patterns, a lot of her negative inner thoughts. Not only that, but being able to put together some strategies so she can know how to bring in an assistant, know who to, what to say to the assistant, how to prepare for getting help, how to ask for help, all of these things that were coming up. And it's been years. And sometimes, who knows? Raise your hand. Who knows that sometimes you can be just as afraid of success as you can be afraid of failure. So she was gearing up. And the day came where she was preparing to share the product to this larger public audience. And she had put everything together. And she was hearing raving reviews um, afterwards. People were approaching her, interviewing her. And she had done many countless interviews but the little girl inside was getting very overwhelmed, right? She struggled with social anxiety. And so she was talking with one person who talked about how the product, she was so excited about the product coming out and, and how it was going to touch her life, right? And then the second person, you know, was speaking to, you know, them and, and, and after her presentation, she was feeling so excited about the positive reviews. And then the third person came up and said, you know, as a young girl, I've seen your progression and you inspire me as a young black woman in the world in her 30s doing powerful things. And then the fourth person came up and a fourth person came up and said to her specifically, you know, I don't, I don't believe that your product um, is going to help anybody. I mean, why did you even create this? What is, what is the problem here? I mean, look at you, you're, you're um, struggling with weight. Look at you, you, you know, you probably didn't even um, work hard to get here. And um, for all I know, you are a fake. So why are you here? And in that moment, she said, you know, I'm actually going to move on. I'm not going to speak about this right now. And then she moved on. And who knows, sometimes you can put a face up of having it all together. And she put that face on, that mask, right, that ancestral mask of I have to be strong in the midst of challenge. And I'll talk about that in a moment. I have to be strong. So she put the mask on and she heard another person and said, oh, my gosh, it's touched my life. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. And she was coming up with a line of healing products that were not only going to help the body, but would actually help to relieve anxiety on the inside. And she was feeling so powerful before, you know, this, this, this presentation. So at the end, um, she wrapped everything up. She closed everything up for the night. And as she was putting things away into her bag, into her pocketbook, that one man's comment 
kept riddling away at her mind, kept riddling away at her spirit. And what it was, was that it was a memory, right? It was just not just him, but it reminded her of the ways that she had been spoken to growing up, the ways that sometimes she had not been believed in, the ways that she was questioned, the questions that she had for herself. And out came her inner critic that had actually been telling her that very same thing that was so loud that got matched by the one, right? So 99 problems and, and, and a, a naysayer ain't one isn't about the naysayer, right? She heard his voice louder at the end of the day amidst all of the positive critiques because the voice inside had been telling her what he had said. And it wasn't that he was coming along and giving productive, constructive feedback. That's not what I'm speaking about. Productive, constructive feedback can be actually helpful to take you from phase one to your next level. What I'm speaking about is when we do the work to go inward, to face the naysayer inside of ourselves. I say to myself every morning, I will not be my own destroyer. I will be my own resurrector. It is a daily practice. When that voice inside is not the same as the naysayer, hear me, let me lean in for a minute. When the voice inside is not the same as the naysayer, the God in me is not destroying me. So you can't destroy me because you are not bigger than the God in me. Okay, there's something about that resonance, right? I will either cling to the one or cling to the 99. Now, here's how the mind, body, spirit works, all right? So for the science geeks out there, I want you to lean in for a moment, all right? If you're not a science geek and this doesn't resonate for you, I'm not for everybody, okay? But I'm a science geek and I love the power of understanding the way that the human body heals, okay? When the body sees a threat, when the body sees a threat, it sees just the same way that if you were to get a, a wound, right? If you were to fall, right, and scratch your knee, right? The body immediately begins to calibrate, to send healing energy, healing vibe, beginning to look at how we can inflame if it needs to, so that it can make sure to restore itself. It might inflame, it might cause inflammation. If it's, if it's trying to send energy, it's just trying to send fluid to the body to heal, right? It might begin to do reparative work, in that area, but either way, it is beginning to send energy there. So it's distracting from other aspects of the body because it's focusing on that one area of pain, right? So now our nervous system might go into freeze mode, right? So that the body can restore itself, right? We might go into survival mode. We might want to feel like running away to safety because in that moment, a wound has happened. If we are operating in our lives as if that 1%, that one voice, is the only voice and our body has not gotten a chance to slow down long enough to know that that one is not the only voice that is true. Okay, I'm getting shivers right now, literally. Okay. That one is not the only voice that is true. And so what the body is doing, what the mind is doing, what the spirit is doing, is that it is focusing on that one because it is calling our attention to the vibration that it's used to because we've been speaking to ourselves maybe the same way, maybe leading up to it, walking into the cab. Oh my goodness, somebody's gonna well say something negative, right? Then next step, getting out, you know, oh my gosh, you know, if I succeed, now people are gonna be expecting so much of me. 
And I myself have had that personal experience. And I'll speak more to, you know, as we go on. But I can definitely say that there have been times where I've been more afraid of success than failure. And I've had to speak resurrection into my own spirit. So what did we do with the one? We had to give it voice to heal it so we can see the 99. It is alive. We're telling ourselves that somehow, oh, just ignore the one and focus on the 99. If your body, mind, and spirit has had any experience, whether today, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, or somewhere along your ancestral line, maybe your grandmother experienced something, your great-grandmother experienced something, right? There might be messages that have been passed on, but if we don't look at the 1%, we don't name it, we won't be able to tame it. And so we were able to, in working together, face that part, transform that part, so that she can move forward and actually experience the magnificence of what she accomplished. How many times have you accomplished something and didn't even give yourself a chance to enjoy it because you were seeing the 1%? So I want you to um, look at this together because I want to take a pause, right? I want to take a pause. And if you're hearing this and you're hearing, you resonating with this, comment below, go ahead and subscribe and follow, go ahead and um, reach out and set up a consultation because I want to talk more with this to see if now is a good time for us to work together. But for right now, I want us to take a pause. I want us to take a pause because I want to look at how we can transform these moments. I have a success pathway, right? And on the success pathway, you might be on different places, right? For her on her success path pathway, when this moment had happened, she had actually moved along quite a bit of ways on her success pathway, right? So she was at the place where she was beginning to create habits that stick, but it just sometimes something might throw you off the horse and you've got to get back on riding again, right? So she was in the middle of her success pathway. And that success pathway is where she was needing to create a plan about how to handle those moments, how to handle them so that she can not allow the 1% to take over her mind and actually impact her next level. So number one, I want you to remember that you don't have to be for everybody. You don't have to be for everybody. One thing that you can say in that moment, if someone is a naysayer, right? You know, actually I disagree with your perspective, but if I'm not for you, that's okay. And you move right back to the 99. I hear your perspective. I disagree with it. You don't have to be for me. I hear what you have to say, but I need to actually move on now to those who are here to serve. That is one way you can move with it. Number two, you can also recognize that oftentimes broken attracts broken. What do I mean by that? A person who takes time pays for a ticket, shows up at your conference, shows up at your office, shows up in your, in your classroom, shows up in that meeting, has invested time to come and speak to you, is already on the path where somewhere along the way, something that you said resonated with them. As an executive, they have somehow already invested time and energy to show up. But yet they showed up only to say something that was meant to tear you down versus build you up. Maybe inside of themselves, they could only see thorns versus roses. How are you surrounding yourself at all? 
by people who can only see thorns versus roses. If they can only see a thorn, as Rumi says, an amazing poet, right? If you can only see thorns, then that's what they're going to see. Spending time trying to convince someone who can only see thorns that you are a rose versus finding your other roses is going to feel defeatist. Is going to make you feel defeated. So, be a thorn seer for the thorn seer that they are. Instead, I'm happy to work with them so that they can eventually see roses, but you don't have to do that work for them, right? The, 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 the push to want to debate, fight back, attack back, there's time and place for that, absolutely. If you feel unsafe, you need to set a boundary, that's clear. But make sure that you are not getting caught up in trying to convince the people who see only thorns that you are a rose. Go back and find your mighty one, right? And number three, Take some time to reach out and hold that inner child that might just need to hear that mean old man wasn't, did not speak to you kindly, but I speak to you kindly, right? Take some time to draw yourself a bath. Take some time to put on a song that's nurturing to your spirit. Take some time to Take the mask off and admit that that hurt. And do a silent scream. Inhale, exhale, silent scream, right? And then reach out so that we can look at what those triggers are to transform them. Because it's so important that your inner child has a voice to know that he, she, they will be advocated for. So this is why this work is so very important, right? Healing internally so that we can show a powerful in the world is so, so important. And so I want to take a moment to reflect that at the end of the day, if you were saying that we're calling it emotional freedom and financial freedom, we have to look at how are you moving? If you're moving from the place of the 1% being correct, how are we stress spending, stress eating, stress moving, stress relating, stress communicating as if the 1% is true or the 99 is true? Right? How do we move when we live as if the voice inside gets reinforced? Because I've said positive things to myself and I've done the work internally to heal those triggers so that when the 1% comes along, I'm able to hear. That's not true because I know me, the God in me, right? The God in me has spoken to me and I know that what this person is saying is not true, right? And I can put my foot down from a clear place of honoring that voice inside. So, as we come to our time today, where we get to say, mm -mm, 99 problems and the one may say right one, I want us to take some time to put your hand on your heart, okay? Peace sign in the air. <laughs> I am lovingly connecting now to Aaliyah Love who taught me this and I'm gonna incorporate this out of mutual respect and love. She's a personal trainer an amazing human being on the planet from what I know so far. Right hand on the heart. Peace sign in the air, universal sign of peace. Love warriors unite. May you always know that when you walk in the path of loving on you and healing that ancestral voice that says you are worthy, deserving, and true, you will always be unlocking unstoppable love in you. See you next time, everybody.
All right. And looking forward to hearing from you. Subscribe below, reach out, connect. And I look forward to supporting you on this journey of continuing to know that you are the one, the love medicine the world has been waiting for. See y'all. Peace.